welcome to Employee of the Month. Here's your host, Katie Lazarus. Welcome to Employee of the Month. I'm your host, Katie Lazarus. And on this episode, we get to sit down, we meaning you, me, and any of your imaginary friends as well as mine, with Mr. Dave Hill. He is a very funny comedian and rock star. He really is. He's in Valley Lodge. Um, I was excited to sit down with him after embarrassing myself by snorting and chortling in public as I was reading his book, Tasteful Nudes on the Subway. Um, you can read it in other places as well. That's what's exciting about books. Before you read it, after you read it, while you're reading it, please enjoy my interview with Mr. Dave Hill. Dave, welcome to Employee of the Month. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay, so you've been on This American Life. You're a regular contributor. Mm-hmm. You're in a band, Diamond Snake. Well, yeah, well, Diamond Snake... Huge band. Uh, it might be on hot. I don't know if it's together anymore. At all? No one knows. Not a lot of people know that. It's breaking news. This is breaking news. Or maybe it's on hiatus. And you're in, and you're in a band with a vegetable? No, he's a fruit. Tomato is a Tomato, fruit. Tomato. Tomato. Diamond Snake. But I think Diamond Snake might is on hiatus. Is it a tribute band or is it... No, we're just a rock band. It's me, I didn't Tomato. mean to insult it. Okay. Oh, yeah. no. Moby. Electronic is Moby. And my friend Phil Costello. He does everything. And he's also in your... I mean, he does everything. Phil's, with yeah. I mean, he's in my, my other Valley band, Lodge. Valley Lodge. He's my sidekick on the Dave Hill Explosion. And, and on the show in Miami, King of Miami. Yeah, King of Miami. Basically, you know, wherever I can incorporate Phil. Uh, Phil makes everything better. So if I can possibly have Phil involved. And, you know, he's a genius and he's... Uh, super talented and behind every great hilarious. man. Yeah, is another great man. <laughs> and was he a co-writer on Tasteful Nudes, your new book, which is from no. St. Martin's Press? I wrote it all by myself. So can we go over like all the because this is a show about jobs? Sure. And you have a dreamy job. By the way, I should ask you since you've won many awards. I have. I mean, have I? Well, then this will be even more exciting. Okay. Because I'm giving you the Employee of the Month award. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You received it for being an artiste. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Because you go, you're a musician, you're a comedian, journalist. That's an art. Yeah. Certainly not a science. No. So how did you do all three? Let's, should we start at the beginning? Yeah. Okay. So you were born in Cleveland? Born in Cleveland. As far as you know. As far, I mean, I think it's documented by the hospital. Okay. I can't remember what one, but... But one of them there yeah, yeah. claims that you were from there. I was born in Cleveland. I lived in Cleveland most of my life. And I moved here to New York nine years ago. And, um... Only nine years ago? Yeah. 2003. Is that really true? Yeah. Okay, because that's basically... It's amazing. You were in Cleveland before then doing music as well? You were in a band Music and, and uh, like, journalism and... Okay, so back Just up even further. Drifter. When did you start doing music in high school? Grade school. Grade school. Like 12, 13. 12, tinkering around 13. Started. No, I mean, I, I started playing the piano when I was like eight. And so was that your, were your parents musically talented? Or My focused? dad, yeah. What does he do? He was a lawyer. He's retired now, but he's. That sounds very musical. He's really good. Yeah, well, he's, no, he's very good. Like my first thing that I was into. 
was drawing and painting and stuff. That was like my, that's what I was did, you know. As a kid. Yeah. I mean, I still do it now. Like I drew my book cover. You drew this? Yeah. Okay. I know that the, that if you're listening, assuming you're listening. Sure. You can't see how awesome this book cover is, but oh, I was going to ask because it's usually a, a big issue for authors where they have no control over their book cover and yours, the shoes, I was like, oh my God, this person really understood that Dave always has fine clothes. No, um, I drew it. Well, what happened was... Hey, you're also an artist. I didn't do the lettering, though. I mean, I just drew the that and like, the, the scarf on part. the back. That's the most important part. Yeah, it is. But, you know. The lettering is sort of... I love the lettering, though. I know, but, but it's not the... That's not the drawing. No, but... That's not what makes the drawing. What happened was... Um, I've had this experience with music also. Like, usually I'm curious... Even though I do artwork and stuff like that, I I wanted to... Um, I'm sorry I'm not looking at you, but I'm, like, trying to talk and It happens thing. to me with most men, so it's, uh, not, it's not an issue. <laughs> it's all right. But, it feels more familiar. My parents the same issue. Oh, that's the same with me. No, I... Uh, what happened to it, like, a lot of times it'll be like, I want, I'll say, oh, I'd be really curious to see how an artist would interpret, you know, my music or whatever and do the album cover. Or with this, my first book, like, wonder what they'll come up with. And then I didn't really like what they came up with. And my friend Tao Wen, um, she's, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing her last name. She's right. thanked in the book. Yeah, she's, um, do you know Tao with the Get Down, Stay Down? No, but that's because I'm ignorant. Tell me. They're great. I mean, she's a great musician. What, what is, like, what am I, she's a beautiful songwriter. Singer. Okay. And she did the beautiful lettering? No. She was like, I was out with her and a couple other friends and saying like, oh man, don't know what to do for this cover. And she said, why don't you have it be your clothes? Perfect. And so I was like, oh, that's a good idea. And so she's like, just have it be a picture of your clothes. And so I took a picture of this, uh, you know, of my clothes. And then... Right now, it's a, it's a red trench coat and a purple polka dot tie, blue button down. That's clearly fancy because you can see the label. Sure. And the green plaid pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, Madras plaid. And then the... I lo what are these shoes called? Because they're my favorite. The Oxfords. Like wingtips. Wingtip, but wingtips with two-tone. Yeah. So I uh, t took a photo and then I was like, oh, maybe I should draw it instead. And I drew it. And then uh, it was a whole rigmarole. And then eventually I came back. That, uh, but that's what it ended up being. Wouldn't that be awful if they like they took the book, but they rejected you as an artist? Or I mean, I just wanted it to be, uh, yeah, be like consistent with what I felt the book was. And, I, and also I wanted it to be like, if you saw it, on the shelf or whatever, you would be like, oh, what, what's that? I was reading yeah. it on the subway, and this woman looked at me as if I was doing crystal math. Like she, Why? She seemed, just because of the cover? Just because of the nude. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, the I, title, I, my, my, some of my family, my mom, I mean, my dad and my sister um, didn't like the title, and they didn't, want me to, they didn't want me to call it that. Even... I mean, okay, it could have been that I was reading and she was in shock to see a human being actually reading a book. Yeah. Like, that it's may have been that. not that popular anymore. Um, but, so why did Until now. Like it? Until now. Well, this book is so good, it's impossible to put down. Oh, thank you. Um, so why why did your father and your sister... Um, my... They, I think they both... My sister, for the reasons 
you, reason you just cited is she said, well, I can't have that book at, at work. Have it say Tasteful Nudes and have it sitting on my desk. What does you she know? do? She's a consultant type. What does that mean? Nobody knows. Okay. I don't know. Is she also in New York? No, she lives in Cleveland. Okay. Where I'm from. And uh, my dad was like, well, I, you know, I can't show it to like friends at church with that title. Are they very religious? I mean, Catholic, you know. Uh, just know kind of old school Catholic. Uh, so not like, no, no, not like Bible thumping, but like, yeah, in a, just enough that you wouldn't want to have a book with the word nudes right in, it. in the title. I loved um, the beginning chapters about like in Catholic school and like dating. Oh, and thanks. the bones because I'm. It's so weird now because people have they have the kids kids today they have the yeah. darndest things they have texting and all this stuff but like getting a phone call and like having your mom get on the phone like that's just so speaks yeah <laughs> so much to my um, remembering those days of like being allowed on the phone getting a phone call yeah totally and then having to fight for the phone at least in my case my yeah siblings. and uh, like have any time on the phone yeah I mean I, my family has five kids and two parents so seven people. Are you, are you close the phone. with your siblings? I think so. I mean, it's interesting, like, because I don't, I don't know what to compare it to, but I, I think we're close. I like, I don't know what other people do. Like, I know some people don't like or get along with their. No, but I talk to my siblings a lot, and you know, my brother came out with his family last night. Are any of them the artists? House. Also, not really. I mean, yeah, my. My sister Miriam is a writer, writes for the Philadelphia Inquirer. So oh, wow. She's a journalist. And my sister Libby is like a really good visual artist, but she didn't really pursue it, you know. But she she could have. She were you didn't. all encouraged to do art? No, I don't think we we're discouraged. It was just like, you know, just do whatever we wanted. So some people did this, and, and I was just always into, like, from. You know, kindergarten, I was always drawing and would want to do that and not want to do anything else. Miriam was consulting? She was, con no, that's Libby. Libby. But Libby's a really good artist, too, but she just, for whatever reason, didn't, you know, pursue it. Wait, okay, so you started out, I had no idea that you also draw these, or, and I also didn't mean to dismiss the font. Um, no, I, I didn't, I didn't come up I with it. I just meant that the, the art is... is quite good that's oh, very thank exciting you. and so okay so you're doing art and then you also were doing music in high school and yeah before that you had said yeah yeah so I, I started playing music and you know got super I mean I was always into what the recorder no I never played the triangle no I was always I played piano and then guitar and then I can play if any sort of fretted instrument I can kind of play a little bit at least um because it's all the same you know no, I don't know. Well, it's I, like, I played piano for it would be 10 like years you could play uh, the piano, and then if someone was like, play the harpsichord, you could play the harpsichord. No, I couldn't. I played the piano for 10 years. But isn't the harpsichord the same layout? For someone who's talented, who can look at it in that light. Like, so you're able to look at the piano as an instrument, as a vehicle to express a certain type of music, or you're able to look at, I don't know, but there's something that you're, the way that you look at that instrument. Well, just like physically, you pick up a guitar, someone's like, here's a guitar, or here's like a ukulele or whatever, I'm just going to press my finger down on it and hit the string. No, it feels completely separate. Oh, oh. <laughs> 
for someone who has zero talent, it feels completely at other things at the triangle. I was mentioning yeah, before. you're good at that, but it it feels completely separate. Whereas for you, what you're saying is that you look at all instruments and you're like, okay, I can, I can figure this out. Yeah, I mean, because it's uh, I don't know. You make the noise and then you make another noise and. And go from there. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't. I suck at the drums. I can't do that at all. Uh, and I now can't. Now you're just being modest. No, I and ask anyone that's ever heard me try. I can't. I don't even try anymore. Because it's just too. Much. I'm horrible. I mean, I, I'm horrible at it. It's like it's weird how bad I am at it. Wait, and so okay, you were in your first van, band was that I know of is the Verde Cobra. No, that was like. Um, Maybe it's second band. Second band. Um, what was your first one? Sons of Oz, it was called. Sons of Oz. That was like the band I formed with like my friends when we were teenagers, and and then we got a record deal and stuff. And in high school? No, like college, oh, okay. like eighteen. Where are you in in school? With Ed Fordham. Okay. Oh, so wrong. you went to school in New York? Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't. So that wasn't like, nine years ago. No, no, no. I was here. I went to school, and then I went back to Cleveland, and I came back. Like, you know, and then, but I came, I went to Fordham as an art major, but their program was, I took a few classes, and they were, it was very, like, remedial. It was, like, people, like, adults auditing courses, and it was just felt like... That's sad. No, it was cool. I mean, great for them. I think it's great anyone wants to not take a course. that's your college level. Well, yeah, for me, I was like, I'm not spending my parents' money on, like... You know, people like being, uh, you know, in a class where people can't draw and, and, and then have it be like, oh, wow, that looks like a hand. You get an A. You know, I that wanted to really. To so I dropped out of that. But you liked school a lot. I'm I'm projecting the sadness on you really enjoy. Oh, it. school. Yeah. No, I don't know. No, I don't like didn't like school. I didn't want to go to school. Never liked school, really. Um, Just allowed you to come here. Yeah, I thought of it as, like, uh, a way to come to New York and do the things that I wanted to do. And in school, it was just like, all right, I'm 18. Yeah. I'll just go to school. And in the meantime, I'll draw and play music and things like that. And But, yeah, so I switched to be an English major. And then I kept hearing about American studies where you're kind of able to just take whatever and somehow be like, yeah, that counts. This counts as so a major. So I did that. Um, the epistemological underpinnings yeah. of the Americana. Yeah, exactly. Right now, they're probably like seniors writing about artisanal cheese making in Brooklyn and like comparing it to artisanal cheese making in Austin. Yeah, which would be interesting if you're into cheese. I mean, I like it. Good enough. 200 pages worth? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. Thesis is, or theses, is it worthy? Yeah. Thesis. But uh, I don't think. Uh, I don't know. When I was that young, I I felt was didn't feel comfortable in my opinion. So I was like, it was more of a report on here's the thing, and well, that I, sounds I don't have humble. any thoughts on it. But here you go. That's probably what makes you such a good storyteller and journalist to be humble enough to be like, I don't really have that comfort level to make a strong statement that this is. I wish this I did. I mean, I think more and more I do, but you know, when I was younger, I didn't, and and hopefully it'll just increase as I get older or whatever. But yeah, I think for a long time, just uh, just sort of like ah, I don't know. There's part of me that just thinks I'm really dumb, you know, because I think my my family's really my siblings are all very smart, and yes. I was always like not uh, good. I, mean, I wasn't a bad student, but my siblings were all like A students, and I was like a B minus student. 
because I didn't, I never cared, you know. I, I still suffer from that type of um, Napoleon type complex. I yeah. Guess, or I just feel completely inadequate intellectually. Oh, yeah. I totally, and when I came to New York in 2003, all of a sudden I was meeting all the, I was, you know, you all of a sudden meet all these people. And you're, I was just like, I don't, I got nothing to say. I got nothing, <laughs> you know. All right, so your first band got a record deal. Mm -hmm. Did you? We made a record, came out. We had like video on MTV back when they played That's videos. Amazing. And, and then we toured and things like that. And then it's just kind of, uh, as off, as these things often go, or used to, I don't even know what happens anymore. Uh, it just sort of, you know, we went to make, we're gonna make the second record and we just never did and then the label dropped us. And uh, Which label was it? Priority. Okay. Which is m no, mainly a hip hop label, like they, Ice Cube and, you know, we had some success, but it was, argue, it was debatable whether it was super successful. I think it goes back to like, you know, I think with confidence, um, you know, we were young and you don't, I think what, what I think is good about being you know, we were just like, yeah, we're awesome. So, of course, you know, we didn't, we just, we thought we should have gotten all that stuff after our first practice, you know? Right. Because right. we were young and just like, yeah, we're the best. That is giganto to me. I don't, that seems like a real boon to like know that you could, if you did it, it would happen. Yeah, yeah but I don't think I've ha had that confidence ever since then. Because I think when that, fell apart or just kind of ran its course I was like whoa I guess like I'm not like fully in control of what happens yes like I was like oh this thing got derailed what happened you know and I think it was a huge blow to my confidence like looking back on it yes I think it was really messed with me because I was like oh I'm not I'm not like unstoppable <laughs> yes no, absolutely. like some guy can just call up and be like oh you guys are done so I think uh, it probably was sort of part of how I ended up sort of more driftering, drifting as a, as a drifter does. How did you, okay, how did you also do journalism at the same time? And for people who haven't heard your stories, which most of them have on This American, like they may not even realize they've read you in the New York Times or like heard you on This American Life because you do so many different things. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I mean, my sister uh, is a writer and she... At the Philadelphia inquiry Quiet, yeah. and she was at the cleveland plain dealer before that she had read some of my writing and was like oh you should write for the newspaper or do something so she encouraged me to do it and i was like oh and, is and she older she's older yeah and then so then i started doing that and you know writing for newspapers and magazines and whatever yeah but you've written for the new york times and salon and yeah but to me it was just a means to, uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, I love writing, uh, but I didn't necessarily enjoy the things that I wrote for, you know, I've definitely written, used to write things for money, not, sometimes I write things that I really wanted to write, and then other times it was just, to, you know, I, yes. I used to write, like, PR stuff, like yes. press, I wrote a Nickelback press release once, or their bio, years ago. Does it leave I mean, which is, uh, you know... I don't care for them. I just wanted the money. So you you didn't enjoy reporting? I I liked just making jokes in the article. You know, like I didn't, the reporting, I didn't really care. It was just sort of, I mean, that's how, I didn't think I had the, 
the contents, just be like, oh yeah, I want to write just funny stuff. So, but instead I would just do like, write about a restaurant in Cleveland or a bar or whatever, okay. and then try to just make jokes about it, even though it was supposed to be like informational and be like, hey, come check out this place. And then, okay, so that's cool. So that's what you were doing when you went back to Cleveland after the band broke up. Well, yeah, I was back there, and then I started painting houses, and then I was, like, doing murals and things, and, and then I was like, oh, I should, I want to learn computer, want to, like, design stuff, so I... just I, had this image of you, like, painting a house, and you're supposed to just paint it white, and instead you've, like, done this whole mural. Well, that's what I would do. <laughs> I mean, I, I not if someone didn't want it, but I didn't really paint. I would, I'd start, I would only do, like, if someone wanted something cool. Like, I would, if someone wanted something white, I'd be like, ah, get someone else to do that. I don't want to do that. You would only do really fun ones? Yeah. But, but I was, got no, I was known for doing that, so that's all I did. I would just, like, you know, like, I painted these trees on this wall in my apartment here. Um, but if someone was like, hey. Sorry, there's so many walls. Yeah. And there is a place is so big that I get lost. But, oh, yes, I do these ones back here. So, like, awesome. if someone was like, oh, I want, awesome. you know, whatever on my wall, I'd be like, like an elephant in my kid's room. I'd be like, all right, got I, it. I wish I could show you my childhood bathroom because it was like a fucking nightclub. They had made it so that it glowed in the dark. Oh, really? Like, the guy came in and... <laughs> I mean, we didn't have a lot of money, so I don't know. I think he just was a frustrated artist, mm -hmm. and he just went, like, nuts in it. It was awesome. I had That's the awesome. coolest bathroom. Like, when I practiced smoking, I was the coolest. Oh, nice. Non-cool person smoking That's by myself so cool. in the bathroom. Were you good at smoking? Well, I, was, I didn't know how to inhale, but I had oh. everything else down. That's half the battle. Yeah. I know how to inhale, but I can't do the other stuff. I needed, you need that mirrors. It helps, like, if you can sit in the sink yeah. while you're doing it. Um, you might need a stool in the back just to prop up your back. <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty cool. Wait, okay, so that so then you're in Cleveland. You're mm -hmm. becoming this phenomenal house painter who's really an artist once again, and sort of then making a name for yourself in that. Yeah, but I mean that was like not. I didn't do it for that long. It, and then I I wanted to learn graphics, so I took like computer graphics. I let like at the community college because yeah. I was like I don't know how, how am I gonna learn. Photoshop or whatever like I could have just taught myself but I didn't know that I could do that so. well then I don't feel like it was now I feel like you know you can teach yourself because there's a zillion ways to do that yeah but like and, when we were young that's a big deal to take a computer class or take a graphic design yeah class. so well so I went and did that and then just kind of like tinkering with that a little bit and then then I was like on the computer all the time and I would write and I lived with my sister and what happened was, Miriam. yeah, Miriam, um, and she, she, um, we got, we had AOL, the email. I love uh, that you act like no one else might have had that. I don't know if you've well, heard everyone, of it. Everyone, I still have it. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called AOL. AOL. <laughs> we had this thing, AOL, America Online. Before you disclose such personal details about your family. We had AOL. Don't you want to ask their permission if it's okay? I know. I should call her. <laughs> but we didn't understand that you could have more than one email address. Yeah, we definitely did not know that. It, we thought it was like having a, a home phone. So we thought, this is our email address. So the whole family has one. Well, no, I live with my sisters. Sister. There's two of us, and it's her computer. So Marianne, I'm in Dave at AOL.com. Yeah, so it was, um, it was like, uh, so we would see, we'd be like, hey, you got an email in here. You got to check it out. 
you know, we'd be like, hey, you got email. You go look at your email. And uh, and so she would read my emails uh, like you would listen to someone's mess- a message on an answering, answering machine. machine. But she was like, oh, me and my boyfriend. My boyfriend and I were, were reading your emails last night. They were really funny. <laughs> and I wasn't saying anything, you know, secret. Uh, like I that I didn't want her to know, right? Because this was it was so early in the internet. Like, wasn't I didn't know that you could write some vulgar oh, things. I thought it was hello, how are you? I wanted to write. I think I just wanted to write like what what my book is. You know, it's just essays and things like were that. Were some of these um, like you know, were some of them from your journalist adventures, like going to the nudist camp? Mm, oh well, that one not nudist camp. That nudist one, boat. the nudist cruise, cruise uh, dinner nudist. cruise. Uh, I apologize. I did not mean to leave no. out the dinner part of the story. It's key. Well, it's key. Wait, so talk, talk about um, This American Life and how that started for you, like how you became a regular contributor there uh, storytelling. Well, just being here in New York, and I became friends with people that knew people on the show. Or, you know, I just moved here and then through, you know, I met David Rakoff, and who's on the, you know, one he's of the... so funny. Yeah. Yeah, he's... And um, so I just knew people that, so I was like, oh, there's, you know, and I got on, there's like a mailing list that they have that's like the themes, you know? Yeah. So you get it. I never get picked. Well, it's hard. It's that's really hard to, uh, I've tried for a couple of years to, you know, I'd be sending things and like maybe a couple of things they were sort of like, oh, what's that? You know? Do you make them short or? or... I try to, you kind of got to sell it, you know? Yeah. I mean, so with well, well, anything. I just say, here's the thing. And uh, here's why I think it's good. <laughs> and why why it's a good story or whatever. Um, so as long as it needs to be to basically cover what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and then... So do you keep it short? I'm just worried paragraph. I like to have a whole a paragraph. Okay, good. Um, but I but I, I never got it. No, you know, a couple things they were like, yeah, maybe. And then... One day I saw the email come in. This was maybe three, I don't know how long, three years ago maybe. And uh, I saw that I was like, there's a new email in the inbox or whatever. And and so I was like, I'm going to succeed at pitching something this time. And I opened it and it was like the new boss was the theme. And then I was like, oh, that tells the story about the time I was put in charge of the homeless shelter. And the cook still 300 pounds of meat. And I found out everyone was on crack but me. So I just told them, and then, like what I was talking about, like rare little windows of confidence, I was like, yeah, that's, I guess I'll just send that, and I'll wait for them to tell me when to come in. And then the next day they were like, yeah, come in. So I guess that's like the secret or something. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, but it's also a great story, and you really are a good storyteller. Thanks, so I did that, and... um, I never feel rejected because it wasn't, um, like, because someone didn't deserve it. It's more like I still want to get in even though I know all these people are good writers and good, you know, well, like... I mean, I think they're pretty, you know, I think they... They just uh, have a lot of good people. No, but I think they stars. have a lot... I think to their credit, that show is so great because they really are... It's about the story and, like, yeah. finding the story. So it's not like, you know, I think truly, like, if you have an interesting story and they, you can get it in front of them which there's various ways to do it, um, you, they'll, you know, if it's a good story, it's a good story, and they'll, so... It is to their credit. That is not really about, like, a, a little inner circle of... No, it's not. I mean, yeah. I think people think it is, but it's not. I mean, to the point where 
arguably I would be in that. I am in that circle or whatever, but it's not, you know, I don't, they're not, I don't send them things and they're like, oh yeah, Dave wants to do the same. We'll throw right. him on the show. Right. They don't, you know, they have, if I don't have my idea, it's not good. That's not going to happen. And then you decided to do this book because you had all these stories. Well, I'd always wanted to to write a book. Not always, but for the last, say, 12 years, I've wanted to write a book. And I didn't really do anything about it. I just was sort of going about, you know, I was writing. But then I got really excited. You know, I went and started doing comedy and I got super... I never planned to go into comedy ever. Okay, so, so yeah, that can you explain was very, my transition like, from, from journalism to back to music? No, I mean, I always played music, no okay. matter what. Like, I've always done it i mean okay. like since you know it's just always been something i've always i'm not, not like I would, I would just always do it it's just what i even when you call it I the do. confidence going yeah i'm no, i always played first. in bands i always had a band and uh, so it's always it's just what i it's do you know i mean it's play music every day uh pretty much i don't think i have today have I? I still, will you still have time i have time but pretty much i mean i play and uh and I came here. I, when I said the confidence thing, I meant because you had mentioned after the first album and the band breaking oh. up, there was a huge blow. But you meant that it was something that stuck with you in a way, but it didn't prevent you from still playing. Music. No, like it wouldn't be like, oh, oh I'm going to quit, you know. I mean, that's a... But with writing, actually, I think what, what maybe took so long for me to get around... But I started doing comedy and then I was like focusing on that and... And I wasn't writing as much, and I stopped, you know, writing for newspapers and magazines for a while, pretty much. Then I was like, oh, I, should, I forgot, I want to write a book. What if they stop making books? I was like, maybe they're going to stop. They could stop any day. I think they, I think they're not, they're never going to stop, but I think that will be, well, I mean, it's, it's already happening. It is, it, is that there many books will never be released as physical books they'll just be digital i already i mean it's certainly already happening and then i printed out um one friend's you had two digital books and i printed it out and i was like this is so much worse like this is such it's there's it, just it's sort of sad because it's a pile of paper but it doesn't have a sweet cover on it like, yeah i feel like there's something about being able to have this it's maybe i think sometimes a way of maintaining or or putting off mortality issues or <laughs> is to like have well, something yeah. tangible like well you have a great show it's over the next day yeah. you can't really like hold on to it and say like I did this yeah but yeah this would be nice you know like my sister sent me a photo of my niece like two year old niece holding two copies of the book I guess they must have bought two or whatever but um and I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, she can't read, but, like, in, you know, 20 years or whatever, she'll be able to read sooner than that. But I think... I hope so. Maybe she'll get around For to re- reading the, this book in 20 years. Well, and uh, Probably sooner. Probably, maybe. I don't think it's appropriate for anyone under the age of, like, 16, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I could be wrong, but it seems I don't well. know either. I think it's, like, a, yeah, rated R kind of book or or... Uh, PG thirteen at least. At least, I think it's very provocative, and because you have such a uh, vivid imagination, I'm wondering, like, for someone who doesn't really know what a nude cruise is, or you know, like, I can just yeah. imagine going even cr- more wild yeah. in, in the mind of a young kid because they, they don't know what that is, so they yeah. become even 
more exciting instead of the sort of asexual uh, odd experience that it yeah. also very much is. Yeah, totally. And and Con- the contrived intimacy of it is not going to register. Where no, it's like oh well, my that's God. the thing. That's I think you, that that's what it sounds appealing about all those things, like sort of the childhood. Like, oh my God, <laughs> that would be so cool. And uh, but it never is. I mean, a strip joint is almost never anything I've but never disappointing. Been. I've been to so many. No, I haven't been in. I haven't been in a while. Trying to, th- I couldn't tell you the last time I was at a strip. Wait, time. you play music every day? Do you write? Do you write every day? Uh, pretty much. You know, I try to. And then you perform comedy all the time. And you perform music all the time. So how yeah. do you balance? It doesn't matter. You just do a gig when you have a gig. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, comedy and writing and stuff. That's more my bread and butter. It's more, you know, it's where I make most of my money so I, that's you know okay. a priority because that's how I pay that. I mean I make money with music you know I make I make nice money with that but you're big in Japan big in Japan I license a lot of music to like TVs and movies yeah you just ha- were on uh, Cougar Town and another Cougar Town yeah Cougar Town Raising Hope it's fabulous uh, you did the intro uh, mu- music for the, them or those songs were featured no, in the show no yeah just in the show it's fabulous I wish I wish the, one of those songs would be like the theme song cause that would be nice money but you it seems like you're on your way to that because you've had a couple commercials too yeah like a uh, Sonic uh, some I think it was like Exciting. the footlong hot dog and GMC <laughs> truck commercial and but th- but that is well, I just look at that as that's how I pay for my what I'm doing. You know, I just, I just like I don't live off that money. I just throw it back. Like buy these guitars and things. Yeah, how many guitars do you have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I probably have like there's probably fifteen in here. Whoa! Like hidden around. <laughs> I mean, they're all over the place. They're hidden. They're tucked. There's one over there. There's like a couple there under there. Do you remember them all if they're on, if they're hidden? No, I forget. That's why I have most of them out because because I don't want to forget that I have. I want to be like, oh yeah, check that out. Whereas you hide that. most of the deer heads. Yeah, because you do want to forget how many animals yeah, you've hunted. There's a lot of those. There's Bambi. Well, that deer I think is probably older than is probably was dead long before I was alive. So. So let me ask you: Are you going to go on tour with this book? I'm going to go. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to do some to do L.A., San Francisco. Cal- I like saying that like I was preventing you. What? Let me let me let me cut you off and ask you. Oh. <laughs> Meanwhile, I haven't asked any straightforward questions. This whole time. That's let, let me point. ask you. Let me ask you. Yeah, I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to go to L.A., San Francisco, Chicago, Cleveland, Philadelphia, Boston. Uh... I think Austin, Texas. Awesome. But then I'm going to do some other things. I think I'm going to go to Rikers Prison. Yeah, you went. You Riker, went to the same Just twice. a jail. I don't know. It's the yeah. Ile de Ricaire. What? Ile de Ricaire. Doesn't that sound much fancier than Rikers Island? Oh, is that what they call it? No, I just, I just. It's like when people say Target for Target. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think you should call it the Ile de Ricaire. Yeah. Well, so I'm hoping to go there and and do a reading and I'm or, so happy or maybe to hear like that. a workshop or whatever. If you do a workshop, I'll come with you. It'd be fun. Well, I, I think it'd be safe to go to Rikers. I don't know if it'd be good to go to... Uh, I, I wouldn't let you go to Sing Sing. 
Okay, so yeah, how is that? You went to Sing Sing twice. Yeah, I just started off as like a joke, kind of. Like, not a joke, but just an absurd. Isn't it funny that these people live in such horrible conditions? No, no, that's, no, it was more like when I go over horribly in prison and I was laughing with my friends about what that might be like and how much they would hate me. And so I just decided to follow through on it and actually do it. So I called Sing Sing and, you know, it's it's a pain in the ass. It to, sounds to, racist every time I hear that name. Like, I think you're talking about a panda. Oh. Just because I grew up in D.C. and we had these pandas Sing Sing and Ming Ming. Oh. <laughs> okay. But yes, you called up the prison. I called them up and it takes, it's really hard to book a show in a prison. It takes like it's harder. Than, I only uh, know of Johnny Cash and Dave Hill. Yeah, it's hard to do. He has a lot of, a lot of red tape. Are there a lot of other folks who've done it? Uh, I think Kathy Griffin did on her TV oh, show, and awesome. Mon- Monique did awesome. it. I awesome. think. But you know, these are people. They went in with like camera crews, and I'm not saying it, like I don't respect it or whatever. But I went in. Uh, just me and a couple of friends and no one know who the fuck we were. You versus, know? versus like, no, I understand. It's like when Sean Penn brought a photographer with him to New Orleans yeah. you know, to make sure you can take pictures of like, look how, how thoughtful I am. I'm entertaining yeah. people. Yeah, or but I think of this, the safety of it. They were never, not. I'm not saying like I was in big danger going into Sing Sing, but I didn't have a whole, you know, it was just me and them. It wasn't. But you're also putting yourself in that position. I mean, it's a different thing than if you were going in to a war-torn country. Even then, I feel like you're putting yourself in that position. You're making a conscious choice to be there. And yeah. I have less empathy than if you were, like, going there because you had to or you were going there to, like, yeah, help yeah. these people escape or something like that. Yeah, I just went, you know, just to see what it would be like. Then it's more for you, so that's why I'm saying I'm not as worried. No, well, I don't think I don't think the motivation for doing something is necessarily matters, because the end the end result is the same. You know, like if in my head I'm like I want to go in and give these guys a show and make everyone laugh. You know, it doesn't matter. Yes. I'm doing a show no matter Absolutely. what. Absolutely. You know, right. I think it's fun to just be like, just be, I like to just be stupid about things. Not, not stupid, but just like, I'm doing this and whatever, you know, I'm going to, whatever I do, I'm trying to do, do the best I can at that yes. and be nice and be good and be a good person and stuff. So the end result is going to be the same anyway. You know, like I worked at a homeless shelter and I didn't do it because I was like, oh, I want to help the homeless. I did it because I needed a fucking job. Well, okay, that is different. So, yeah, I do, I guess what I was saying about going into prison, I was careful to, to be too empathetic about you being in a dangerous situation because you chose to go into it. It was, a, it was yeah, yeah. something you were doing um, for yourself versus uh, being stuck in that situation. Yeah. Being someone who was imprisoned for all the wrong reasons or something like that, then I would feel tremendous empathy. That you yeah. Had. No, I mean, I mean, I was, or if you were, a, I did just had a like curiosity initially. Like it wasn't what uh, I just, but, but I mean, it's kind of like what I like to do is use like my comedy and music to. It's a way to because how else am I going to get into prison? I want to see what prison's like. Yeah. And and see how I would feel. Not in, I wasn't in jail, but to see, I challenge myself, um, and the way to do that is, is to just do a show. You know, same reason, like, 
you know, I wanted to go to Japan and it worked out. Like I go, I'm not like good at taking vacations. So I'll yeah, like go on a tour, no go on tour in, in a country or whatever as a means to get there. And then you play your shows or whatever, but then you're eating and having fun. So that, you know, same thing like now, you know, I usually tour Europe, like with a band, you know, once a year or whatever. And, and, but it's just like, oh, I want to go check out stuff, but this is my way to get there. I like, I think it's the best way. And I completely would never take vacations. So I think it's really neat. Yeah. It's a way it's like, it's, it's a way of like, yeah. Unless you want to take a vacation. Out. I've taken a couple and it's been fun. I've been to Italy on vacation. I love that. And I was in Antigua. Oh, wow. And I love that. I love Italy. But um, but everywhere else, I usually go under the guise of work. July and August? What? If you want to go on a vacation, I know someone who's available to go on vacation. Who, you? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. I got to work all summer. I, I got a job. I haven't had a job in... What's your job? Writing on a TV show. What TV show? Summer. It doesn't have a title. It's going to be on MTV. That's so exciting. But I haven't gone to work anywhere in like six or seven years and now i have to go to work every day where when does that start it started that's where i was earlier so oh my goodness it's done i mean it's like 11 more weeks or whatever what's the show about can you talk about it or no yeah evan and gareth a comedy powerhouse duo from la created this show and it's basically like internet it's funny it's gonna be really funny i, I bet don't know what you're it's writing on it i know it will be funny but it's, it's around their comedy. Mm. It's called the Evan and Garrett. It's going to be. No, no, no. It's going to be, they're not going to be on the show. Okay. They just created it. It's going to be like a panel show talking about various internet texting, basically like new media humor. It's fun. And, and they're paying me. Okay. So you'll do the book tour in between that. Yeah. Like every weekend I'll go away. Okay, well, on the weekends, you're not doing that. I'm available. We can go to Italy. Okay, good. Okay. Italy, good. and then maybe one workshop in a prison? Yeah. This is the best interview yeah, ever. this is dude. working out well. Um, I want to thank you so, so much for doing the Employee of the Month show and receiving this Thanks award. for having me. I'm excited. It is a, it is a genuinely heartfelt thank um, you. gift because I, I know that it's not much of a gift, but it is a way to say that you are awesome thank you thanks for having me you're um, awesome and let's make sure that everyone goes and reads tasteful nudes i'll let you borrow my copy but no everyone has to buy it yeah i bought mine thank you so much for buying it and it was only 64 dollars. i know well you got the fancy version yeah but it's pretty nice to have the 3d yeah it's elements cool. of it i like it and the hologram is the craziest part yeah it's crazy um no, it's... thank you so much Daveville. thank you That's it for this episode of Employee of the Month. I'm your host, Katie Lazarus. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can go to employeeofthemonthshow.com and that will take you to SoundCloud where you can download individual episodes or you can subscribe to the entire series for free on iTunes. Highly recommended. I want to give a very special thanks to Todd Rosenberg, Ian Mazoff, Damien Strange, and used to be theater for making this possible. And most especially to you listening. I really, really appreciate it. Um, that's it. Thanks so much. Okay, have a wonderful day. Eat lots of vegetables and make sure to get some exercise for both of us. <laughs>